Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. Oh my gosh, can you believe it's August? It's like the summer is starting to wrap up. I feel like no, we just don't say started. That. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> well, speaking of August, right, should we just dig in here and unpack the month and Let's start by saying, yes, we are still in a Venus retrograde. And you and I were talking about this before the show. I cannot tell you how many clients that are like talking to me about what about the Venus retrograde? What about that darn Venus retrograde? So it really feels that it's out there in kind of the collective energy. So let's talk a little bit about the Venus retrograde in Leo, which will be going on until the very beginning of September. And let's just check in, check in on that. So how's that going for you, Stephanie? (laughs) That's very interesting. Um, Yeah. So just to note too, so it started on July 22nd, you know how I am, I love my dates. And um, (laughs) it goes through September 3rd. It's all in Leo. For those people who like know the specifics of their chart, it goes from what, 29 degrees to 12 degrees Leo. I think it's actually interesting that we can talk about all month of August, right? Venus is retrograde all month while having like a handful of days under our belt to have the experience of it, right? In these last days of July to actually really see it. And I been noticing that there's a lot of things for people that are sort of come to a halt, right? Like that we're moving forward and all of a sudden it's like pause time. Okay, reevaluate, reflect go back over. And so it's interesting because we'll say things like that, like don't push forward. (laughs) Like it's, you know, it's time to like, you know, you're not going to say quickly get your groove on going forward, but like to actually then like have that experience where you see that to be true and to honor that feels, um, I don't know, that just feels like it gives us more foundation for the lived experience. And, you know, again, already noticing like this notion of reevaluating, reevaluating your values, reevaluating your orientation to relationships or how you make money or what you think of money or what you think is gives you pleasure or that you describe as beautiful. I think, again, it's that like, go back, reflect, go slow and don't see it as punishment or, or punitive that it's like, you have to like, oh, I got to wait, I got to wait. How are we actually emboldening and strengthening our awareness of richness so that come early September, we can go forward with so much more footing and so much more faith and belief in like what is true to us. Yes. No, I I love that you're bringing up this like punitive aspect. And I think that sometimes we get into that mindset, whether it's a Venus retrograde or a Mercury retrograde of, oh gosh, I can't do this because it's the retrograde. The universe is somehow punishing me. So I, I love that you brought that up. And as we say, and we've said so many times, it's working with the energy because when you work with that energy, it puts you in this whole different kind of flow. And one of the things that I've been noticing in my sessions with clients is it does feel like there's some relationship stuff coming up for a lot of people where 
and I, I would have to say where, and it, it almost seems like too obvious or too literal, but where they are having to or choosing to step back a bit and reevaluate how they want to go forward. And the ones that I've seen that have really embraced this, it's kind of this beautiful thing instead of like, you know, we don't know what we're doing and we're fighting and this or that. But again, I think that we're embracing the beauty of the retrograde and it is in Venus. So (laughs) another aspect of that beauty, but make it work for you. I mean, that's the key. Absolutely. Right. And like, see how it actually itself has that value, like be leisurely, be luxurious in your reflection that you don't have to like, you know, jump out of the gate and move forward at this moment and what you can, the treasures that you can actually find. And as a reminder, I think we did say this last month, right, that Venus was doing this retrograde in pretty much this swath of the zodiac eight years ago and eight years before that. So, you know, if you want to sort of see like what's arising and it might help to give it some context, you know, it's not obviously exact, but like, look back to the summer of 2015, look back to the summer of 20, what's 2007 and 1999. Like, you know, it could just be an interesting inquiry to see like, how do those connect to what's coming up for you now? Because given that it's the same swath of the Zodiac, it's doing its deep etching in that same part of your chart. Right, right. So again, check out where Leo's happen, the house that Leo's happening in your chart. If you need help with that, don't hesitate to reach out. And, you know, as we're talking, another thing is coming to mind that I'm seeing with others and with myself. And we talk about, we know that Leo rules the heart, right? And so Leo is this very big hearted, you know, energy. And I, what I've been hearing from people is I need to get back to the truth of what's in my heart. Mm, And I think that's a lovely way of looking at it. What is your truth, especially around those Leo issues about your creativity, your self-expression, your uniqueness. And so kind of centering it around the heart and bringing in that element of what is my truth. I love that so much. I think it's such a good reminder of, I mean, with Venus's extended stay in, Leo, like to tend to the heart, perceiving through your heart, Mm. which what generates your heart, like how to be more generous and generative and stream love to yourself and to others and have that be your, you know, another perception organ for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Okay. We've done the Venus retrograde, but speaking of Venus, this is so exciting because we get to say the word (laughs) Kazemi. That's right. We have a Venus Kazemi this month in the sign of Leo. And before we even go into that, I want you, Stephanie, in your (laughs) beautiful way to explain to us what a Kazemi is. Okay. So a Kazemi is any time a planet is in a tight conjunction or union, right? Standing at the same place as the sun. So why we're calling it a Venus Kazemi is because on this day, on August 13th, Venus and the sun unite or conjoin or in a conjunction. The Mercury Kazemi is with Mercury and the sun, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it's thought that when a planet is close-ish to the sun, that the sun just sort of like burns it up, right? It sort of weakens it, except when it is 
very close to the sun, the sun, otherwise known as Azakazimi, that the planet is, how is it defined? Like sitting in the heart of the sun. That's actually the definition of Kazimi mm. from, I think, Greek. And when the, a planet is sitting in the heart of the sun, it is emboldened, it is protected, and it is strengthened. Hence, for like this Venus Kazimi, Venus is very strong right? It's like, so it's almost just it's showering its waves mm. and its rays for all of us. So it is a very special, it's, it's very special moments. Special moments, special day. Again, August 13th. Let's talk a little bit about how this may unfold for people, like how this might impact us. And again, Remember, this is happening on Leo this month. It's all about Leo. Leo's got to love it. So it's happening in that house for you. How could this impact people? Like what could come up, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a good question too, because we have to you know, remember too that Venus during this Kazemi, this is not always true, but during this Kazemi, it is retrograde, right? So really to use that invitation or honor, I should say that invitation of, I am thinking about beauty from a different angle. Like I am mm. revisiting. I am not being in a default, say, definition of that, or I'm not defaulting to like rote ways of approaching my relationship. So make sure to bring that, that beautiful retrograde invitation in. And it could really show up as like the reverence and the heralding of all the Venus things, hmm. the beauty, the feminine spirit, sort of that sense of seduction, the flow, the beckoning, beauty, pleasure, love, deliciousness, <laughs> you know, social. Just a shout, can I actually shout out to like my cousin Alexa, who's actually getting married under the <gasps> Venus Casino. She is? Oh my gosh. Did you did you have them plan it that way or did it I just... did not? We were just very happy to see that. So oh, wow. That's so cool. Right. So a very kind of heightened day, right? To very really Venus Day. Yes. So pay attention to what's ever coming what's coming up. And maybe like your cousin even take time to celebrate in some way, celebrate relationships, celebrate creativity, celebrate beauty. Yes, exactly. Right. Cause it's Leo. It's like shine <laughs> and celebrate. And also to note that, um, and there's two definitions of like how tight is the, the, the distance between the sun and the planet. So this strong um, Kazemi will be all day on the 13th, but also will be like, I'm thinking about the United States time zones um, for like the evening too, at least you know, on the 12th. So just to know the range of that. Okay, great. So that's the 411 on the Kazemi. I just wanted to say Kazemi again. We love okay. saying Kazemi. So speaking of retrogrades, we have a Mercury retrograde this month. And uh, note to self, <laughs> we end the month with two retrogrades where you have the Venus retrograde and the Mercury retrograde. The Mercury retrograde is happening in Virgo, which of course is Mercury ruled. And it starts on, when does it start? August 23rd. So let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the Mercury retrograde in Virgo. What first of all comes to my mind is, you know, Mercury is so happy in Virgo because it's one of, you know, it's, or her ruling planet. And 
Virgo always says it's the devil is in the details. So this might be a time where you dot every I literally and cross every T and you give yourself permission to scrutinize things, to really get into the fine lines, to read the fine print and really just, you know, enjoy and go with like really digging into those detail oriented stuff. I love that. Yeah, and you know me so well. So you know, like as a Gemini rising, I'm like really into words. And I noticed, I realized I love that word scrutinize. And I feel like it's a word we hardly ever use. And it's so Virgo. It's so Mercury and Virgo. And it, it also has me then think when Mercury is retrograde in Virgo, that right, we relook at, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we also relook at like our Virgo, our mental Virgo approaches, meaning like, well, do I scrutinize too much? Do I scrutinize too little? Like, do I, how is it that I discern things? How is it that I systematize things? Like to go, not just, oh, let's go systematize or, oh, let's classify or, oh, let's organize, but let me rethink those strategies. Yeah. My scrutinizing strategies, my organizing strategies and all of that. Um, And to your point, like if it goes retrograde on the 23rd and Venus is retrograde, that last week of August, we have those two planets moving backwards and as they move backwards so should we go in a different (laughs) go in a different direction reflect turn to the past go back over things that's the juice and the promise and the potential of a you know inner planet a planetary retrograde like this or like these i should say i love that you're saying promise the promise of a retrograde no that's very cool I, i love that i think that's a really great way of talking about it. And just to bring in a few more Virgo qualities, Virgo, you know, has a lot to do with the body and healing and how we take care of our bodies and our own well-being. And so it might be a great time to like, look at, am I exercising? What's my nutrition like? Am I really doing some great self-care? But the caveat here is that Virgo can also be that perfectionist, like you're saying, like Virgo can overanalyze and over scrutinize. And so also maybe to look at those areas where you're kind of being a little bit of a sticky wicket or, you know, being critical or, you know, being overly perfectionistic. I love that. I actually had a conversation recently with a client and had to do with Virgo. And it was this notion, right? Because we always think about Virgo as this ode, this attention to service. And where though does service butt up against servitude? Like if we are not actually high, like where we might just be like, I'm going to have to help you. I'm going to have to help you. I'm going to have to help you where we're not actually helping ourselves or honoring that for ourselves. So I think that that retrograde could also have us look at like, what is our relationship with service and not that service, I'm not saying service is bad, service is amazing, but where is it when it's like coming from a depth of an inner motivation that's aligned with ourselves and is giving of ourselves as opposed to like a habitual response where it might be a giving away of ourselves. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's kind of the the shadow, the martyr shadow of Virgo and, you know, Pisces, they're on the, the, that axis and the, the difference or the fine line between service and servitude. Very good. I think that's a great, great way of holding some of the energy of the retrograde. 
okay, can we talk about something other than retrograde? <laughs> Just a yeah, minute. Sure. Here's a fun one. <laughs> okay, go for it. Okay, it's a blue moon month. That's right, blue moon. And what that means basically is that we have two full moons in a month period. And we have a Aquarius full moon on the first. And then we have a Pisces full moon on the 30th. So they literally bookend the month. Now, blue moon, what does that really mean? Not so much in astrology, but it's interesting to talk about. Exactly right. I mean, there's two days in a month, which is still like a construct of time, but what have you. We won't go into that um, of like the Gregorian calendar, but it is cool. Like we could say there are two full moons in August. Like there is a lot of illumination and there's different kinds of illumination because the one on the first, you know, is the moon is in Aquarius with the sun is in Leo and what that brings, right? The illumination of, you know, I and we, the self and the collective, you know, creativity for progressive creativity that may also like be coming from an altruistic perspective. And then the one on the 30th is a Pisces full moon with the moon in Pisces, the sun in Virgo. What is your thoughts on, on like what a Pisces full moon offers? Well, you know, you're preaching to the choir here when you talk about the Pisces full moon, because I have my moon natally in the sign of Pisces, right? So I am familiar with the Pisces energy and I love Pisces energy. It's very sweet and soothing. And it's very much about, you know, unconditional love and communing with your muses and fantasy and romance. And yes, Pisces sometimes can get a little bit out there with with its boundaries or lack of boundaries. And Pisces also has that shadow, as we are talking about with Virgo, that martyrdom of sacrifice, of not always feeling empowered, of having that feeling of like, gosh, everything's just happening to me mm. instead of I'm the person making it happen. So, but I do think the Pisces full moon is very heightened because Pisces is that otherworldly energy also. So I think it's a wonderful time to be romantic or to write poetry by candlelight. You know, it has that kind of vibe for me. Yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, both Pisces and Virgo are also very focused on healing, you know, yes, Virgo from yes. the, you know, the wrist bones connected to the elbow <laughs> bone, or I guess my analogy broke down, but like the, the different systems and how they're interrelated in terms of our physical health or our health between our mind and our body and being able to discern that and have ritual around that. And then Pisces is you know, the healing and sort of, you know, the using of, you know, a prayer and meditation or spiritual healing, soulful healing, you know, the healing of the soul. So there is that interaction. And, you know, it's just a really beautiful day for like, you know, activities or mindsets that are in alignment with wholeness and healing. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's body mind healing. It, it includes both. That's great. That's great. Okay, well, we can't just talk about the full moons and those exciting blue moons without <laughs> mentioning the Leo, hello, new moon, which is on August 16th. And it's interesting because it's also square 
Uranus. Now, Uranus is the zippity doodah, shake things up, you know, pull you outside your comfort zone planet. So new moon, new beginnings. Leo is always ready for that. So talk to us a little bit about the Uranus aspect here. Yeah. So really, right? Do it differently. Move the furniture around, like take a detour, be ready to pivot, you know, and maybe pivot, pivot proactively. Be a proactively pivot, (laughs) you know, just like, instead of like, okay, I'm going to do this and make my coffee and go to my computer, like shake it up, shake up and see, because even it gives a freshness, like everything feels more alive when we're just not in this sense of a consistent, where we're not even paying attention. We're just like acting by rote. So you know, I always feel like, and we talk about this, like with Uranus, like let yourself be surprised. It may be a time of surprises that happen outside of you, but let yourself be surprised by yourself, what you love, what you feel an affinity for, what you feel an aversion for, what seems interesting, just that like, aha, be open to those ahas. And of course, Uranus, stay bouncy. Um, so Yeah, I think, you know, create differently, use different tools, use a different medium, you know, use a different paint, you know, literally or figuratively, like use a different paintbrush during this Leo new moon square Uranus. Yeah. And I, I, I'm glad that you're bringing up the idea of surprises because Uranus can be quite the surprising planet. It's expect the unexpected. And as you're saying, you know, be proactive. And if the universe does surprise you in some way, be really open to receiving that and seeing what it might have in store for you. There could be something amazing there. So expect the unexpected pivot. Dare I say, stay bouncy. Stephanie, during, dare, during, dare to say it, dare, dare to, to say it. Dare to yes, say it. Um, we do have t-shirts coming for those of you that have been asking the Stay Bouncing t-shirts. Um, I'm kidding, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's a, a really good day to really be open to like being in that flow of just great and grand openness. Yeah. Yeah. And just know that like surprises may come your way, like something, you know, whether it's like somebody canceling plans, somebody wanting to make things that you weren't, you woke up that day or the day before and like you necessarily have on your bingo card. Like, yeah, just be open to what shows up on your bingo card. Yes. Stay bouncy. Okay. Well, and speaking Speak, of, yeah, that's like our we have another speaker, Uranus. So Uranus is stationing <clears throat> retrograde this month, um, towards the end of the month on August 28th. And actually, Steph, that's another retrograde to add to the equation at month's end, right? With all this kind of retrograde energy. And remember, anytime a planet stations, whether retrograde or direct, we have a very heightened energy of the planet. So any thoughts on the Uranus stationing retrograde? Same stuff, right? Like just <laughs> like that same laundry list of proactive pivot and detour. Oh, but the, oh, the other, and all the other things we talked about, but also what we didn't mention, right? Remembering that Uranus is the planet, not only of innovation and rebellion and, and the, reneg- the renegade and the teenage spirit, but also the planet related to energy and circuitry and electricity. And so, you know, watch that you don't get literally shocked, right? But also like see, you know, I, I always think around those Uranus times to like one good thing in terms of our well-being is to like 
you know, check in with your own bio, you know, your own aura, your own, or, you know, you sort of tune into that. How is my electromagnetic system? Am I being more sensitive to currency outside of myself? Maybe a great time to get acupuncture or Reiki or cranial sacral, like any of these techniques that actually honor and work on the bioenergetic system. Wow, that's good. It's like looking at your own circuitry. I think yes. that's real. That's like a top tip, a top <laughs> astro tip, Stephanie. That's really good. That's I love that. Okay, are you ready? Because it's time speaking for the tarot. Of. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of, oh my goodness, time for tarot card of the month, and we are doing it randomly, which seems to be our new trend. And, and I'm shuffling the cards right now, and Stephanie's going to tell me when to stop, and we shall see what card we land on. This one. Okie dokie. Here we go. And the card is the Two of Wands. I think this is the perfect card for August. Now, wands in the tarot represent fire. And twos are a number of stabilizing. When we look at an ace, an ace is the rebirth and the action and making things happen. And when we get to the twos, it's like, okay, let's stabilize the birth. Let's, you know, let's like harness the energy of the action. And this is a card of recentering and also committing to yourself. When you think about the element of wands or fire in the tarot, much like astrology, it's about you. It's about me. It's about my life, my self-expression, my creativity. This is sounding a little Leo. It's about how I put myself out there. And the two of wands is saying, commit to yourself and also slow things down before you take another action step harness this energy and then when you gosh i'm like feeling like i'm repeating the retrograde (laughs) dialogue right and then when you're ready to go forward you will be more than ready right and so this fits really nicely with harnessing your energy not being in a hurry and also doing anything that makes you feel more centered or if there's a adjustment or rebalancing that needs to happen I think that's the two of wands. So it's the perfect card for August. I love, I mean, especially that, like that fieriness, you know, with so much Leo and even Mm. the sun being in Leo till the 23rd. And when it goes into Virgo, like you love that it's a a wand card. Yeah. Harness your energy. I think that's kind of a good way of looking at this month. And then in September, we'll be having hopefully a whole other kind of discussion. (laughs) Hey, speaking of what? Yes. No, say what do you what do you got going on for August? Is that what, what you're gonna I, say? Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Yes. So I do have some stuff coming up that I'm of course super excited about. Um, I've kind of been starting to explore teaching again. I've had a little bit of a break. So in August on the 20th, and this is just for our Seattle friends, I am teaching a soul collaging workshop. It will be at the fabulous Shelterwood Collected, a collect collective in Pioneer Square. I love that space. We are going to make soul collages. We're going to explore making tarot cards, all that kind of good stuff. August 20th, you can get more details on my website. 
And then coming up, and I know this is a little bit ahead, but I'm going to actually have this posted on the first. I'm doing Spirit Guide Exploration Workshop again. I did it a couple years ago, and it was so popular, and everybody loved it. And it's a fun class for, you know, October and Halloween and all that. All of that's on my website. That sounds fabulous. (laughs) What are you up to? Yeah. Uh, well, besides summering, I am what, so in, oh, this is cool. Actually, in addition to my monthly wellness horoscopes that I do on well and good this month, I'm also, they are featuring another article that I just wrote, which happens to be about the Kazemi. So it should come out like the first week, I believe it'll come out right before the Venus Kazemi. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and what else? Just seeing clients. You have a, still have a few availabilities left for August. Um, and, you know, just working on my weekly newsletter. If you haven't signed up, it's free. Um, so, yeah, just doing like writing, client work and summering. Yes. And enjoying yes. and enjoying Venus. Oh, yes, yes. Very much so. Very much so. All right, my dear. Well, I think this is another completion of So Divine. And I just want to say a big heartfelt thank you to all of our friends and listeners out there. Remember, you can always reach us at sodivine.us. We love hearing from you. I'm Megan at meganskinner.com. Stephanie's at stephaniegaling.com. So don't hesitate to contact us. Um, We love hearing from you. We love hearing from you. And thanks again for listening in. And a big thank you to our producers, Nick Patreon, Sebastiano Tecchio. We could not do this without you. Just that whole Leo shining on the two of you who really help us incredibly to make this happen. So... Thank you and happy August.